Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. Did you know that your youngest son can turn on his charm with a flick of a switch? Yes. We were getting, well, not we, they, your two sons, were getting fitted, measured for tuxes, and he was he was kind of being a butt. Right. And then one of them, <clears throat> there was these two high school girls that were measuring him, and one said, but he's, I, I said something to him, and they said, but he's so cute. Uh-huh. And at that moment... Did he put his hand underneath his chin and bat his little eyelashes at them? Minus the hand under his chin, pretty much. <sighs> he's your child. I don't do that. Your child. No. Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation. I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome everyone to Fireproof Your Finances. We are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa. Hello. And it's a show where we try to make money easier. To understand. To use, yeah, to make better decisions. And a lot of people always think that just means being maybe more frugal. Yeah. But it's not always. There's other things that, I mean, because I don't know that I would say buying, we're going to talk about cars today. Yes. I don't know that I would say buying a nicer car, but older is necessarily more frugal. Not necessarily. Because the point we're going to make is with depreciation, well, I don't want to get to there yet. Okay. Not just yet. Before we jump into that, so this is a show, though, where our hope is to make it easier to make better decisions, to have your money go further. Right. And we spend a lot of time teaching people that money is just simply a tool. So if it's a tool, maybe we've got a new listener. If it's a tool, it has no meaning. It only has purpose. What are those purposes? To spend it or to give it. You know, you've said in the past sometimes that, my brain has a tendency to break everything down to its most annoying, simplest degree. Yes. I think those are terms of endearment. 20 minute conversations about breaking something down. No, no, no. That's yes. not what that yes. means. I will take it down to its simplest degree and you're like, it's not clear. It's not that simple. Right. And it took 20 minutes to get there. So, yes. That is so, you are wrong. You've gone off the rail here. I have not. You're off the reservation. Says the guy who went on like a 40-minute rant last week. We were talking about college spending. Yeah, I know. And you got a little fired up. Well, and I was supposed to go on Fox to talk about it. And then, dun, dun, dun. Face hurt. Yeah. So, I guess we have real quick time for that. Sure. 
if you want to describe how much pain you were in. If you don't know, I I played college baseball on the very first day of my very first year, the very first hour, in fact, I took a ball to the mouth. Destroyed it. Knocked out the top four, knocked the bottom four out, or I'm sorry, the top four are out, bottom four knocked over, back a half inch. They grabbed the inside of my lip, so that's gone. Destroyed. Gaping hole, broken jaw, mild concussion. Mild? I'm pretty sure that was not a mild concussion. I think it was. It's just like one hit, just centrally mm-hmm. located in teeth. Yep. And so I've had to deal with it now. You know, that's 17 years ago now. It doesn't seem possible. You're old. Whatever. Again, off the reservation. But <laughs> anyway. this is actually, I wanted to talk about this, not because of... I, I, so I finally went to the dentist for the first time in... Prob- 10 years. Yeah, probably a decade. You haven't been to the dentist since we started dating. It's almost 10 years. Now, they were surprised I had zero cavities. They, yeah, that, they were kind of like, you haven't been to a dentist in forever. Your face is going to be a mess. Your well, mouth. Yeah. And so I had to go in. Uh, long story short, all my teeth are cracked. And they'll chip at random times. And I typically don't go in. If you wait long enough, the nerve tends to die. I can tell you from experience. Dump enough Orogel or baby aspirin into the hole and right. pain goes away sometime. However, this time the tooth broke down to the jawbone. Right. And this was Wednesday night, I think. And so, yes. well, no, it would have been Thursday because it wasn't, we record on Wednesday. Yeah, but you said your mouth was hurting Wednesday. Like oh, did not I? excruciating, but you said your mouth was hurting. Okay. Yeah. And <clears throat> so all the way to the jawbone, I go in Friday. They try to do work. They can't because of some other things. So I got to go back in. But needless to say, that's why I don't go on Fox to talk about the college spending, the Bernie right. Sanders article. I'm going to be, it's actually going to be this Friday. But you know what, what was relevant about this to finance is that's a personal injury. A lot of people think they hear teeth and they automatically say it should go under your dental. Even the dentist at first was saying that. I said, but it's an injury. And I had to look at him. This was this follow-up appointment I had this week w- mm-hmm. when you were there. And I said, <clears throat> is this a, a result of the baseball injury? He goes, well, all your teeth are cracked. It broke. I mean, maybe it's not 100% the result, but that's the main culprit. Right. I go, so if that's the main culprit, why aren't we um, putting this through as a health insurance claim? They're going to love you this year. Priority health. Yeah, oh, I'm, I think they're gonna end. They're probably gonna terminate my agency contracts as a our our <clears throat> legacy financial network. It's an insurance company or an insurance agency that I own. They'll probably cancel that. Right. Like it has Based nothing on to do with it. How much they have spent on your body this year? Yeah, you would. Th- you know, I somebody was asking me the other day how many sh- like shoulder surgeries now at, that stands at three. Yep. And on that same arm, I've had a elbow surgery yep i've had more work done on my right arm than i've had on my entire body than most major league baseball players yeah all right so understand though and we've had this before though i remember a situation here a few years ago where a client of ours a client of one of our team members um lost some teeth or was having teeth work done due to and i might be wrong here but i'm pretty sure due to dry mouth Okay. Which is a medical condition. Right. In the end, it was like ten to $15,000 worth of dental work. 
that we got the health insurance company, not the dental insurance, but the health insurance company to cover because it was a health insurance claim. Hmm. So you just have to understand that on some of this. like, And, you know, stupidly... I guess what is the... Because I don't know. What is the advantage of, aside from our case and that we're at our deductible with our health insurance, running that through health versus dental? For most people, that's going to be the case too, though. They're, it's going to be more advantageous for them to put it through the health because they've got all these other expenses to help them meet that deductible. Gotcha. Okay. But number two, dental insurance often has very low um, maximum pay, payments or maximum annual liability from the insurance company perspective. Gotcha. So they only pay out X amount and then you're responsible for the rest. Right. Got it. So that's why. Um, now, I ran across an interesting article. I know we talked about it, and it's still sitting here in my phone. I've got I've got a problem when it comes to the browser in my phone. I've got okay. 77 windows open because I'll open a window and I'll save, like, I'll, I'll open an article in a new window that I want to read, mm-hmm. and then I'll read it, but I'm like, that's a good article, and then I don't ever close it. Right. So before we take our first break, this one... You and I talked about, not on the radio, but it was from CNBC.com. Mm-hmm. And it's about IBM, you know, the computer chip company. Yep. It says, artificial intelligence can predict with 95% accuracy which workers are about to quit their jobs. Really? Does that surprise you? No, actually it doesn't. Not with how everything is so... Here's how dumb this is. I'm not going on a rant. What does this have to do with medical insurance or vehicles? We had a little bit of time before break, okay. and I've got 77 windows, and I want to get it down to 76. Gotcha. Read it. I don't have to read it. It goes through there talking about how IBM has been, their human resource department has been doing this research to create this AI, artificial intelligence, to let them know when somebody's on their way out. Okay. So that either A, they can get that person a new role, Okay. or B, they can start replacing them even faster. And then I thought, how dumb is this? Your IBM, you didn't need to create artificial intelligence. You're probably, you're already tracking their search history. Right. So if you're tracking their search history, no kidding, you've been able to 95% predict who's going to leave. When you see them on monster.com, you got a pretty good idea they're about to leave. Right. And go ahead. I was just going to say, is this just for their company or That's, were they been, trying to market it to other people? I think they're eventually going to market it to other people, ah. but they've been beta testing it at their own company. It's like, no kidding. You figured out who's leaving. Yeah. You can monitor their computers while they work for you. Nice. Yeah. Easy. I can do that same thing. Right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. United Airlines makes it easy to fly from Muskegon County Airport with a travel-friendly schedule and competitive airfares. Haven't flown from Muskegon in a while? Fly locally with a short commute and parking located just steps from the terminal. Check-in and security lines are never more than 50 passengers per flight. At the end of your trip, get your bags quickly and be home in no time. Flights depart daily at 6.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. Starting mid-February, the evening flight arrives at 11.20 p.m. to maximize return flight options from most locations. It pays to check Muskegon first at united.com. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. 
Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to grmusiclessons.com. That's grmusiclessons.com. Welcome back, everybody, to segment two of Fireproof Your Finances. Now that Mike's done with his IBM rant. That really wasn't a rant. It's just, it's dumb. Of course you know, your IBM. We're going to talk about cars. Well, before we do that, let's thank one of our sponsors, since they happen to do things with cars. Ah, uh, yes. Global Auto Works. Great place right there in Grand Haven. They drive me back to work when I drop a vehicle off. Super nice. You know, and that's not just something they do for you, by the way. No, I know. They do it for anybody Mm -hmm. if they're close enough by. In fact, one time I said, don't worry about it because they looked like they were busy because they're really not that far from my office, only a couple blocks. And I think I almost offended him because I was like, I'll just walk. It's not a big deal. Well, it looks like it's going to rain. Again, not a big deal. Not that far from work. I was three seconds away, though, from messing with them, but I didn't know them well enough at the time. Toppy, like, how dare you let my wife walk to I work? Was, I was going to email him back and go, are you kidding me? You made Vanessa walk? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyways, they are great. They're super nice. I think they're they a little intimidated yet, Take though. care of you. They do your- a great job, but early on, it used to be a different company, and early on, I got... Uh, one of our cars back and it was having some issues and in order to get to the area it was having an issue they had to pull the back seat out oh yeah and they brought it back like yeah they delivered it back to the house and never put the seat in right oh i remember that and so and i don't know what made me respond in this way but i just it wasn't mean i just said hey did i do something to make you upset and i got back no why I'm like, you didn't even put the seat back in. Right. Well, it did have to go back after that for something, didn't it? Like they had to order. I don't know. Doesn't matter. I don't know. It was funny. It's fine. Yeah. So They're I good. think that's part of the, like, the reason they almost insist on driving you back. I probably owe them a lot of donuts because of you. Probably. Lots and lots. And then remember, too, that you guys can connect with us. You can join us. You can ask questions. We love to field questions and talk to you on Twitter. At Fireproof Show. Right. On Twitter. Yep. At us. At. Right. At us. Yes. Just at us, right? Do at us. Like at us on Twitter. Add. Add. It you sounds like add. you're saying at I, us. I am saying at <laughs> us. You put have to put the at sign before no, the name. You can follow somebody like follow whatever. But if you want to ask something, you say Twitter. at. Right. Like, okay. Everybody how much does how this do cost at Donald Trump? Right. Except for so you would not ask then. at Donald Trump something like that. Why? I would avoid I How would much avoid does tweeting the wall at cost Donald Trump. At Donald Trump. I would avoid tweeting him at all costs. Would you? Yes. At all costs. Yes. All right. You know, we you got to get back on. We got to get focus here. Cars. So I had somebody come up to me the other day. Yep. And they were wanting, they wanted my opinion on buying a brand new car. Correct. And they said the sales person. Reasoning being mm-hmm. they have a sedan. And they drove cross country for a child's wedding and couldn't fit all the luggage in the back of the trunk. You're not very good at not giving specifics so others can figure out who we're talking about. Oh, for crying out loud. Anyway, so they wanted to upgrade to an SUV. Mm-hmm. Continue. And they used to have that SUV. Correct. And because that's a pertinent part of the story, they 
put, I think it was 250,000 miles on that previous SUV. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a Honda. Cat's yeah. out of the bag now. It's a, it's Honda. a Honda. And so a few things that. She came to me and she said, and I'm not picking on her at all, so I hope it doesn't come across that way, but this is, I'm using this because this is something I've heard a number of times. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, it's cheaper to buy new. No. Is it ever cheaper to buy new? No. And we're going to hopefully break it down to the, the last segment, but is the interest savings because typically the interest rate on a new car is less correct does it really make that big a difference is it how much do you think and i haven't done this math with you so on a thirty thousand dollar car mm -hmm. how much do you think the difference between that you're going to pay off over i'll give you five years okay which is pretty reasonable what do you think the difference between two percent interest and say eight is and don't say six percent i was gonna say like three grand okay so not that much not when you factor in a lot of other things. So we'll do that math in the last segment. Okay. But is it ever cheaper, really, to buy a new car? Not in my opinion. So she brought up that the salesperson had presented, I don't know that they presented, but she said, and I said, there's no way it's cheaper. And she goes, well, there was a certified pre-owned, mm -hmm. and that was 31, Okay. but a new one was, say, 30. How do you figure that? Exactly. It doesn't happen, does it? No. So then immediately I said, well, of course, that one has to have a lot more options. Right. And now, and I'm giving you this because these are, this is like the logical, the path that a lot of people go down. She goes, well, I don't need those options. So what do I care? Because that car is already depreciated then. If that car with those options was 40 grand and it's now for sale for 30, you've still sat out on nine grand of depreciation. Right. Why is it? I'm going to move away from that for a minute because I just thought of that big conversation we had, which is depreciation. Mm -hmm. Why is it that we accept depreciation as a foregone conclusion? I think because you hear that with houses, wear and tear, blah, 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 cars, anything that you're going to use, wear and tear. Mm -hmm. And it's just, well, I'm using it, so that's okay. I was talking to, he's a business owner, and he was looking at this automobile, and it was going to depreciate about $20,000 over the next five years, and it okay. was a $35,000 car that was originally like eighty. So they've already missed the bulk of the depreciation, but he goes, thirty-five is a pretty good deal, I think. I go, I mean, for what you're getting, it's a really cool car. Okay. And, but I, but I said... You're still going to give up 20 grand in the next five years. Do you, do you agree with me that that's what it's going to be worth? Are you going to drive it enough to justify 20 grand? Well, if you drive it more than that, then it will depreciate even more. True. So I go, why? And he goes, well, it's just a cost of doing business. And I look at him and he's not, he's not an Uber driver. He's not right. a Lyft driver. So I'm like, how does this car make you money? Well, it doesn't. But, you know, just going to lose money on a car. Why did that become a foregone conclusion that... It's just, that's going to happen. You're going to lose money on the car. I just think that, that everybody's, it's been ingrained in everybody's brains for so long. And then if you don't lose money on the car, if you buy a used car that maybe is done depreciating or is really close, then you're going to have all these repair expenses. I get it. You don't, you don't ever fully know. Right. But I can tell you this, that depreciation, not interest, is one of the things that robs the average American family of financial well-being. Look at it this way. 
If you buy a $35,000 car, that would be the average. That's approximately, from what I've seen, the average car people are buying today. Okay. Okay. And that can be new or used, but that when you look at what people are financing, and most cars are financed, it's going to be about thirty-five thousand. Okay. Five years, what's that thing worth? Ten, fifteen. Yeah. Call it fifteen, just so it's easy. Yeah. In today's world, then every five years, you're losing twenty grand. Is that right? I mean, yes, on the so, technicality. So let's take a break. Our last break. When we come back, I'm going to show you what that actually costs then over your working lifespan. Like you're talking like interest in all of that? Nope. Okay, never mind. And let's also go over the difference between a 2% interest rate and an 8%. So does the lower APR justify buying a newer car? Okay. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again, grmusiclessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to grmusiclessons.com. That's grmusiclessons.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the final segment of Fireproof Your Finances. It always goes by too quick, I can tell you that. Yes, it does. We're talking about cars today, one of my most favorite subjects. Yes, it is. Now, one thing that hit me in our break, though, and this is something I've heard before, and I can't explain it. It makes no logical sense to me. Okay. But there is something that there's a feeling. There is a different feeling when your car is paid off. Yes. I mean, I look at your excursion as an example. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people would say, oh, I can't believe, you know, it's an 04. Why would you drive something 15 years old? You know, we've we've had to actually, we've put more money into that car than most cars that we've had, in, but it just happened. Right. You know, we, we did some, some suspension work. I don't mm-hmm. know why that was so hard for okay, me to say. No, suspension work. We just did some rust work. But it'll go forever. Well, hopefully, knock on wood. We'll see. I'll give you, if it doesn't, I'll give you the update. I'll be honest with you people. Okay. But there's just something that feels different when it's paid off. Right. And if you're getting close to getting a paid a car paid off, I just encourage you to get there and give it a few months. Right. It's just something that happens. It doesn't make sense to me. I can't explain it. Anyway, so we asked before the break. We said about a $35,000 car over five years, you're going to lose twenty grand at least in depreciation. Correct. And why is that a foregone conclusion that that's just, that's just life, that's just how it works? I don't know. That's just the mentality that everybody has. So $35,000 car at 2% interest, you'll pay thirty six, almost 37000 back to pay it off. Right. Okay? Which means you're paying about two grand of interest. Okay. So it's not the loan that robs people of wealth. Two grand over five years does not rob you of wealth. Correct. Now, what about 8%? 8% jumps it up? To $42,580. So it's a seven, th- so it's cost just seven grand. I was a little off my two to three. Sorry. Well, I mean, what? yes, you were, but you know what? What if somebody had a $15,000, you know, that maybe they buy a $35,000 car or twenty five, I don't know, but they're putting money down or whatever it may be. Right. You know, a $15,000 car, 2%, they're going to pay back fifteen seven, fifteen eight, basically. So okay. 800 bucks in interest versus 8%. Which is 18 two. 
Yeah. So there's your 2,400. Beautiful. But another thing, as I play with these numbers, you know, 35,000 at 2%, you're still 36, almost 37 all in. But okay. if I could get you to buy that same car used and be at, say, 27,000, and now you get 8%, you're still at only at 33. You're at 32.8. Right. right. You just saved four grand. Mm-hmm. You know, just the lower interest as an incentive doesn't do it for me. Right. There's not a big enough impact on what you're saving. The bigger piece to this is I want you to, I want you, if you're listening right now and you're younger, I want you to get bothered by depreciation. Look at suits. Suits bother the, you know what out of me. Right. I like nice suits though. And in my line of work, it's to some degree important. They're also more comfortable. They breathe better. They look right. nicer. Anyway. But it's five grand for a really nice suit. Yeah, and that's not... Ridiculous. ...worth it when you go on eBay and buy them for $200. Used. Used. And there are people that get... They're like, Three I, times. I can't believe you'd buy used. Uh, I can. I got it for 5% of its original cost. Right, and these are, I mean... You would never know if you met me that I'm wearing a used suit. You wouldn't because then you take it to a tailor and make sure that yep. it fits right. So all in, you maybe spend 300 bucks on the suit because the tailor's maybe. Gonna that, fix it. That's one of the, that's the high end. Right. Most of the time it's less than 150. Right. All in. But go to cars. Here's what I did. I broke that 20,000. I said, what if you could just eliminate half of that, um, half of it? Okay. What if you could eliminate half of the depreciation because maybe these cars would have higher repair bills? Okay. I'm not sold on that, but whatever. Ten thousand. If you just lost $10,000 adjusted for repairs and all that. Yep. Over the course of your life, a 30-year-old going to 30 to 65. Okay. Now, I used a 6% rate of return. I didn't use a Dave Ramsey 12. Well, right, because that's not... 6% though. Okay. Reasonable. 6%. And I did do it monthly. You know, it's not going to change the numbers that much. Okay. Okay. So two grand a year, it equals a quarter of a million dollars. Ouch. A quarter of a million dollars. That's a lot of money. You are told right now that if you're broke and you're middle America, that it's not your fault. That the fault lies with big corporate America. No. Because you haven't had increasing wages. I agree. You haven't had that much increasing wages. Right. But you've had significant amounts of increase in expenses. And I'm not talking student loans. No. I'm talking, I'm sorry, this may hurt somebody's feelings, but I'm talking stupid stuff. Cable. Right. Going out to eat. Yes. This. Depreciation. Flipping cars out every three years. Yeah. That would make this these numbers even worse. Yes. And by the way, there are some people who go, well, <laughs> you know, Mike, that's that's uh, two hundred and fifty thousand. But what's it in today's dollars? By the way, that's in today's dollars. Correct. Because I assumed you would never in this math. I assumed you would never lose more than ten grand. And the reality is, if a car is thirty five thousand today, it's going to be. 50,000 tomorrow and it's right. going to be 60,000 at some point. Right. So this represents in two days dollars what you're losing. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it's after tax dollars too. I don't know if you thought of that. Not necessarily you, just anybody listening. Right. So if you make $40,000 after taxes, you bring home 40 grand. Correct. You're going to work the next eight years of, nope, I'm sorry, six years. The next six years of your life 
2,000 labor hours a year. The next 12,000 working hours you have will be spent paying for the depreciation on a vehicle that you don't have to have depreciate. Right. Because you want it to be the newest and the greatest and it does make you feel better. I get it. I'm with you. I like cars. Mm-hmm. If we had more time, I would go into all the cars. It's ridiculous. But what bugged me from a young age is losing money on them. Well, right. Why should you when you can get them reasonably? You can buy them older. And yes, sometimes they'll take some money. But going back to that example that person gave me, they said, I don't want to buy somebody else's problems. Have you ever said that? If you're listening right now, have you ever said that? I don't want to buy a used car because I don't want to buy somebody else's problems. And her reasoning on wanting to buy new, she goes, Mike, these are great cars. I said, why are they such great cars? She goes, because they'll go 250,000 miles. And you know what I did? I looked at her and said, are you going to actually keep it for 250,000 miles? No, because everyone will say yes. And then it'll be six years old. It'll smell like McDonald's fries and then they'll want to get rid of it. Right. Here's the thing. If it really will last for 250,000 miles, if it's really that good of a car, what difference does it make if you buy one with 60? True. And that is mic drop. Not me. Like Mike. Like a metaphor. Microphone. Microphone. Yes. That's all the time we have for you today. It's been our pleasure. Till next week, we are your hosts. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finances. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.